Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Conor O'Kelly has recently entered the world of robotics and automation by joining Fanuc as a sales manager for Ireland. Conor joins us now to discuss the increasing use of robotics and automation in the workplace and his plan to future-proof manufacturing businesses. Conor, start by providing us with an insight into your own career. Thanks, Carl. Similar to yourself, I'm, I'm a Cork man. I guess my own family background would have been um, as, as printers, newspaper printers. My father, brother, grandfather all worked in the, in the Cork Examiner, so I was, I was the first actually to, to go to college in, in the family and uh, graduated and, and began working in, in marketing. But from the, uh, from the very first company that I worked with oh, over 20 years ago now, uh, it was always with uh, Irish companies who were servicing manufacturers. And then over the years, I, I, I worked my way into, I suppose, uh, pharmaceuticals and medical devices, which would be very strong manufacturing industries here in Ireland. So uh, the first 10 years would have been in a, in a marketing career. Um, and then I uh, began my, my sales career. Um, I've taken to it quite well, I, I like to think, although I still use the marketing skills. And um, for the last uh, over 10 years, I was working with a, a company based out of Cork, uh, Crest Solutions, who are now uh, internationally known as CXV Global, uh, who will be systems integrators providing solutions to um, medical devices and, and pharmaceutical industries in Ireland, Europe, and, uh, and internationally into the United States as well. And what appealed to you about entering the world of robotics? The name FANUC, really, Carl, for, for those who, who've dedicated their careers to manufacturing, uh, looms very large. I mean, they, they are the, the, the largest factory automation company in the world and have a place in, in the history of, of automation for over 50 years now. So, to be honest, when, when the phone rings and it's, it's FANUC at the other end of the phone, it's, it's kind of a, it's a very interesting and, and, and attractive phone call. Um, their plans for Ireland were very interesting as well. It, look, it can be the tendency for, for companies um, to service Ireland at, at arm's length you know, not make that full commitment to the Irish market. So when I, when I was informed that they were planning to set up an Irish operation and the opportunity to be there uh, from, from day one was offered to me, uh, that was hugely attractive. And, and I would say, like, I mean, I was very proud of the years that I had with, uh, with Quest Solutions and working for Frank Madden and, and the team there. It would take a lot to have made me move. So, uh, but it's proved to be a great move and I'm, I'm delighted that I did so. So provide us with an insight into the type of clients that FANUC has. Sure. So um, FANUC has, has a wide range of products for manufacturers. So for those uh, producing plastics, uh, it produces injection molding machines. For those working with metals, it produces machining, uh, CNC machines, a robo-drill. And for those then who are in assembly, in packaging, all sorts and ranges of, um, of automated processes, uh, we're, we're very well known for our robotics division. And it's in the robotics division of FANUC uh, that I work, uh, Carl. And in those uh, areas, we're working with companies that produce large volumes of product, um, they're doing so for international markets. So, you know, your typical factory applications where you've got 50 to, to 50 employees, up to a couple of thousand employees uh, producing products that are ending up on pallets uh, going out the, uh, the warehouse door at the end of the working day. That's, that's your typical FANUC customer profile. And in terms of driving customer growth in Ireland, what's the approach and strategy that FANUC is taking? Yeah, the approach is, is very clearly one called service first. Right, so we're, we're very proud of the hundreds of customers that, that FANUC already has in Ireland. 
And uh, Sanica is known for its, its reliability and dedication to its own products around the world. So there's, um, there's a statistic that, that says the, the mean time to failure, as in how long a Sanic product will work if it's serviced appropriately. Um, and the current mean time to failure is over 27 years. <laughs> um, we also have a commitment to customers that um, any product produced from Fanuc, we will provide spare parts for that product for eternity. Right, so if you bought a Fanuc product off us 40 years ago um, and, and you re- require a replacement part for it uh, today, then we can manufacture that part because we manufacture our own parts. We're not dependent on, on other companies who might now be out of business to provide that to us. So as we arrive into the Irish market, um, our goal here is to increase the level of service that we bring to customers. So being straight up, Carl, uh, during, during the period of the, um, the COVID pandemic, it was impossible for our service engineers for the United Kingdom to, to travel to Ireland without having to isolate. And likewise, customers themselves couldn't leave us onto the factory floors uh, at, at the time when, when those restrictions were in place. So what we have now is a backlog of customers looking to get their equipment serviced, looking to get their people trained, looking to launch new projects. And, uh, and, and that's our goal, first of all, is, is to, to um, you know, respond to those requests and also look, look at what's next for, for customers as well. And in terms of new clients, are you going to be focused on any particular vertical or industry? Well, I mean, there are traditional verticals that are that already employ robotics uh, very strongly. Okay, so you're you're pushing an open door there. Right? So me- medical devices uses ex- uh, robotics uh, extensively uh, for assembly applications. Uh, our food and beverage uh, companies, Ireland is obviously very strong in this area. So when they're putting cases onto pallets at the end of their production lines, that would tend to be robotic. And then we have a large number of companies as well that you know they're probably a little bit under the radar. I mean, there's there's a lot of good metal manufacturing going on in this country. There's companies producing forklifts. I mean, you have, you have Thermal King in Galway. They're producing refrigerated units for trucks all around the world. And, you know, we've 30-plus we've robots in there doing welding applications. And, you know, it's, it, it's really quite, quite a wide range. Having said that, um, statistically, it is the case that Ireland does lag behind other industrialised countries in the amount of robots that we have in place. So if, if you look at the statistics for number of robots per 10,000 employees in different industrial economies, Ireland doesn't figure. And, and that's something the FANUC is, is dedicated to addressing by giving as much support as possible and advice in the market. And why do you think Ireland is a laggard in relation to that? But there's a number of reasons. Uh, to one extent, um, I think it's historical because maybe our, our manufacturers were inward focused. So with only four and a half million people in the Republic to, to feed or produce products for, then traditionally, you know, you could perhaps produce that without robotics. But now that Ireland is an industrial powerhouse servicing the world, um, it's a completely different different scenario. So, look, you know, in Ireland, we produce 50% of the world's uh, contact lenses. We have 18 of the top 20 pharmaceutical companies in, in the world located here. You know, Apple employ more people in Cork than the rest of Europe put together. So now we're at a scale where robotics really are, are required and all sorts of automation is required because we're just we're, we're batting now at an international level. So we expect that that will grow uh, in time. And do you find that there's much resistance to robotics and automation within manufacturing facilities that are trade unionised? I actually wouldn't make the distinction, uh, Carl, to be honest. I, if I was asked to name uh, is a site unionised or not unionised, 
it's it's not something that comes to mind. I, I look, but your your question is is a is an insightful one because I while there might be um, an impression outside of manufacturing that you know robots take jobs, I, I can assure you that inside manufacturing that's not the case. Uh, you know the, the workers themselves who are doing you know very repetitive tasks or perhaps dangerous tasks or, or heavy lifting manual handling type of tasks are very pro-robotics and they're very pro being, being trained on how to program and manage and, and, and operate any type of automated process. So the truth be told, I, I think when you know, we have those conversations with people and they start to engage, you know, your, your Irish industrial worker is, is very, very pro-automation. And expand on the reasons why clients are investing in automation and robotics in their factory environments today. Sure, great question. Um, the thing that might surprise you is uh, the cost is probably not even in the top three. Number one is we need to respond to demand. Irish manufacturing is thriving. You wouldn't believe, Carl, the, the quantities that some of the factories in Ireland are putting out. Right? So um, BD above in, in Dundee, right? they produce 5 billion empty syringes a year. Right, so they were doing that all along, but suddenly now we need even billions more syringes, right? Because of um, the amount of uh, COVID uh, vaccine shots that, that have been produced. Um, Rexan Ball Corporation below there in Waterford, superb facility, producing aluminium beverage can ends there. They're producing over 20 million of them a day. Right. When you're in, in that kind of quantity, that kind of scale, and there's that level of demand for your product, you want to get it out the door as quickly as you possibly can. The second thing that's driving demand is a lot of tasks in manufacturing are dangerous. Okay? So a lot, a lot of uh, processes might require welding, for instance. Welding happens at six to 10,000 degrees. Right? That's, that's not something that you want in the immediate vicinity of humans. Right? Picking up a 10 kg box 40 times, 60 times and putting it onto a pallet and it's getting higher and higher at every level that you do it, that's not going to end well for the human body, right? We're, we're not built for that type of repeatable task. So eliminating the type of risks uh, from your workforce is another big driver that's, that's coming around um, for robotics. And then if you look at Ireland, what we tend to produce in, in huge quantities are medical devices, right? So with those medical devices, you want to ensure they're produced in a sterile way, right? So the less human interaction and all the stuff that we have on our, on our hands and our bodies that, that we can keep away from those sterile products, uh, the better. But not only that, you're looking for precision, right? If you're, you're, if you're putting something inside somebody's veins and up through the human body, like you need to get those tolerances, those dimensions absolutely bang on and then doing, doing that in a repeatable way for hundreds and thousands of units. So robotics drives that as well. For sure, there is a cost-saving element in certain aspects, but in most cases, for the thriving manufacturers that we're speaking to, it's how can we get the product out the door repeatedly, safely and in vast quantities. That's what drives robotics take up in Ireland. And of course, robotics and automation is a very exciting space to be in at present. But as it's such an evolving sector, does FANUC place much emphasis on new product development? It, it certainly does, uh, Carl, actually. And one of the areas that's, that's extremely interesting at the moment is when I, when I talk about that, that requirement for reliability, the requirement for resilience, like the downside, for instance, of something going down, right, because it needed to be serviced and nobody realised it, it, is huge for these manufacturers. So what's, what's really gaining traction at the moment is the ability to remotely monitor the equipment. So if you've 
40 robots on your shop floor, which, which is not unusual in, in many factories around Ireland. And one of them may be working twice as hard as, as the others just because of the particular program that it's running, right? You don't know that currently unless you stop the robot, you go into the, to, to the program and, and check what the details are, no more than any other machine on, on a production line. Whereas now, by connecting those robots together using the Internet of Things, it's possible to see on a dashboard exactly who, who's doing the work, right? So can we spread the load a little bit better, take them off robot B, put them onto robot F? Um, but, but by having that information also just, you know, it can be on your mobile phone, anywhere that you have access to a browser, having that shop floor data coming up into dashboards and reports is definitely something that's, uh, that's a real consideration for, for customers at the moment. The other thing is they don't want to be doing that using 10 different manufacturers. The idea of feeding all of that into one location is something that appeals to them as well. So certainly the, uh, the Linked Eye product uh, from Fanuc that can pull data from not only our own uh, manufacturing equipment, but all of the manufacturing equipment on the shop floor um, is, is certainly an area that's, that's really a hot topic. Uh, at, at the moment. The other area then, Carl, is, is around collaborative robotics, um, or what we call cobots. I think a lot of uh, your, your listeners might be, might be familiar with those, a lot of coverage of us in, in recent years. Very interesting because typically your industrial robot will be in a guarded space, so it will have a, a fencing or a cage or some kind of safety equipment around it to separate it from the, from the human working space because it doesn't know when, when there's somebody in its path. But now we have collaborative robots that can actually work in conjunction with somebody. So if you imagined a bench and, there, and there's a worker there doing some kind of an assembly application, but every time they need to pick something up, they might have to go below the desk, pick it out of a box, etc. Instead, now they turn to their left and the robot is handing them the very next one. You know, so, so there's this collaborative, interactive type of work going on. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Conor O'Kelly, the sales manager for Fanuc in Ireland. And we wish Conor every success in growing the business within this market. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.